I've commandeered my wife's office and they're upstairs. How are you all? It's good to see you. Oh my gosh, I'm talking to people. <laughs> Hooray, talking to people. I know, usually I'm at this point in the day, I'm like kind of grumpy, like, but then when we get to sit down and talk to folks, I feel like relieved. And you know what? I'm an introvert. I don't know why. We all still need to connect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hello and welcome to Native Lights Bidapi. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. In this podcast, we are talking to folks from around Minnesota about how they're adjusting to life in the pandemic. Checking in. Yeah, totally checking in. I know it can get pretty isolating. I mean, it is called self-isolation. So it doesn't have to be isolating in every respect, I think. So today, Leah, we are checking in with... James Vuklich, an Ojibwe speaker, educator, and linguist. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you for joining us. If you could please introduce yourself for us. Sure. Oh, so what I did there was a traditional Ojibwe protocol greeting. I said, hello, all of my relatives. My name is Kage Gabo. I'm also James Buglich. I'm Turtle Clan. I'm a descendant of Turtle Mountain. I live close to Minneapolis today, and uh, I'm incredibly grateful and happy to be here with all of you. So, thanks. Thanks for listening. So how are you doing, James, and how is the family? Very good, thank you. Everything I was doing shut down within like two or three days. And what was that? I was traveling to Deer River, Minnesota, then to Bemidji, to Toronto, to Washington, D.C., and just like one after the other. And now, in hindsight, like, thank goodness that people got ahead of that. And we're like, all right, we're not doing that, but... So what were you doing? Were you doing like language classes or language tables? No, uh, seven generations and seven grandfather teachings talks. Oh, okay. I was doing traditional teachings that are based in the language. And uh, yeah, I have a keynote. I have a half day and a full day presentation that I've been so fortunate enough to travel around and talk to large groups of people about. But you know, with the new coronavirus. Yeah, a lot of travel has ended. But my wife is surprisingly keeping very busy. Despite all of the economic setbacks I know people have gone through, uh, we've been fortunate that way. I'm really grateful for that. And we have had Jack at home for three weeks now. And so he is a five-year-old. He's a dynamo of life. <laughs> you do so much great stuff online with social media and language teaching. Have you built that up or you're still keeping that going, I've seen? Absolutely. Prior to my career as a public speaker, I, I worked as an Ojibwe teacher and I've tried to get as many resources as possible on the language uh, online so that anyone with a smartphone or a computer can have a chance to read, write, listen, or speak the language. And so I've actually had some time to develop uh, my YouTube channel, uh, my website, all of these things that when I was fortunate enough to be really busy and not really have the spare time to, to work on those. I've been able to, to tend and uh, they've been gladly received. So I think a lot of people are taking advantage of the time with their family, staying at home to, to learn the language and 
to learn some words and have some fun with it. So the last time we got to hang out was at the State Fair for the Native Lights live broadcast. It just seems like forever ago. I know. <laughs> and like people were crowded like, yeah, people were crowded in there. You know, we're all huddled together recording. So I'm just wondering, is there something maybe that you've realized since then that you're grateful for? So like, wow, I really missed just popping in for groceries. Or like- uh, I have been reflecting about this for the past few weeks because I know earlier you mentioned you're an introvert. I happen to be extroverted. I loved popping into thrift stores, for example. <laughs> uh, I love just getting in the car and and going somewhere and seeing people. What I really reflected, though, on has been I've in the past year have had a chance to travel locally, nationally, and internationally to do seven generations and seven grandfather teachings. That opportunity to travel and to meet all of these really cool Anishinaabe and indigenous people all over Mikanako menacing. And the other one that I'm really missing right now, uh, my language table on Monday nights. This was when we got together and kind of like Ojibwe word of the day, we would go over words, except because we had an hour long class, we would go very in depth with them uh, because you can easily do that. You can easily spend an hour talking about an Ojibwe word or an Ojibwe morphine. Do you have a word that maybe you're inspired by through this conversation that you'd like to share? Well, I was talking about this word last night. It's minwendum. Minwendum? Minwendum. Minwendum. And it really means that here she is glad. Here she is joyful. Here she is, uh, is happy. And the part I'm fascinated by is it has minnow in it. And that is our Ojibwe word, uh, our morphine for good. So... Most of the time when I speak about the seven generations and seven grandfather teachings, it's about minobomatsuin, living a good life, a life of peace, life of balance, a life without conflict with your relatives, a life without contradiction, saying one thing and doing another. And I started looking at where does this word mino show up, this word part mino show up in different words in the language. And so when I brought it into minwaindom, I was fascinated by this because it has mino and it has aindom to think. So your thoughts, which will become like emotions, are in balance. And when you're in that kind of balance, that's the environment in which joy flourishes. True, genuine, authentic joy. That's something that's been cultivated, but something that just naturally emerges. And I needed that because my thoughts can get out of balance, especially when you're in a brand new circumstance. And this is, I think, unprecedented for not just uh people in the United States and Canada, but people all over the world are finding themselves in a, with a brand new normal. And for me, I was like, there have been times when I felt gush kingdom, sadness, sorrow. Uh, it has gush in it, which literally means to be sealed off. It means to think that you feel cut off from your relatives. I think you feel sealed off from all of them. I've definitely felt that alone uh, for the past three weeks, uh, feeling disconnected from them. You can only think it, though. We're inextricably interconnected with all of our relatives. Mm -hmm. I think all of these minnow words, I think each one is a choice. Like, you have to choose to say it is a good day. 
No one can do it for you. No one can authentically make you say, or just say it's a good day uh, for your body. No one can keep your body healthy. It has to be your choice too. That's exercise. If that's proper diet, if that's enough sleep or, or nipping water, you have to do that. You have to make that decision. And I think you can make that decision with your thoughts too, with being happy. So if you dwell too much on anger, sadness, frustration, rage, then you're going to be out of balance. You're, you're not going to have that, I think, that traditional approach to joy, to happiness. And for me to, to kind of level that out, I've been seeking out traditional teachings and what have people who have taught me the language and the culture shared with me. And like, I think the one that really, to get that balance, because you will have, in your human experience, you will have fear, you will have sadness, you will have anxiety. These will all happen in, a, in your human life. But for them, it was gratitude. We joined them. To be, uh, to be grateful. And I've had these little beautiful moments in the past three weeks, maybe walking with my son, uh, listening to the birds. The birds are coming back here in the cities. I've seen the Opechiwak, the robins, the Miskobaneshiag, the cardinals. Uh, there have been incredibly beautiful moments, uh, meals spent with my family. That, And just thinking about people who who have not been fortunate with their health, that I've had a chance to see the sunrise, that I'm, I'm breathing with good health. I take a, for me, that gratitude has really helped me to, to keep my thoughts in balance. And so that's what I've been seeking out is Min Wayne Des Moines, or to make sure that I'm, that I'm acknowledging that, that Nimin Wayne I'm glad. So. Yeah. It always, okay, maybe this is just my opinion, but it felt already out of balance. Yes. If that makes sense. So it feels like there's just been this constant out of balance. But if we keep our gratitude, then we can at least try to go towards balance. Yeah. And I think, how do we move back and bring balance in a good way? Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, that's, well, if we start living our lives with, with balance, with this idea of minnow and obamatsuma, then it's uh, we look at our, our at our traditional teachings, and like that's that's definitely the way. Yeah, for sure. That's lovely. All right, miigwech, James. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me. Thank you very much for your perspective. Oh, miigwech. All right, big thanks to James Uklich, Chimigwech yeah, for joining us today. Woohoo! Yeah, Chimigwech. Thanks for listening to Native Lights Bidapi. Yeah, miigwech, everybody. And before you go, if you have someone in mind who would be great to catch up with on Native Lights Bidapi, send us an email at nativelights at ampers.org. You can also reach us on our Minnesota Native News Facebook page or now on our brand new Minnesota Native News Instagram page. Native Lights Bidapi is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.